Hello, this is Cheryl, your friend. Welcome to an everyday follower of Jesus Christ. Today is Thursday of Holy Week. And my goodness, this is a day we all uh, should have deep gratitude and appreciation for. We're going to look at a few things and then emphasize Gethsemane. Jesus and his disciples gather for the Passover on this day. Judas Iscariot has already betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And this evening, as they gather to eat, Jesus indicates that one of them has betrayed him. A glimpse into what has happened to Judas is he has allowed Satan into his heart and mind as each asks, Is it I? is found in the Bible New Testament, Matthew 26 and verses 14 to 16. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will you give me, and I will deliver him unto you? And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he sought the opportunity to betray him. Despite selling out his Lord, Judas, trying to deceive his brethren, and Jesus asks with a modicum of shock in his voice, is it I? His Lord's response, thou hast said. Let us be clear. No one is foredained to do evil. Judas chose to betray the Savior. One reason for Judas' betrayal was the doctrine the Savior taught. Nevertheless, Judas Iscariot, even one of the twelve, went unto the chief priests to betray Jesus unto them, for he turned away from him and was offended because of his words. You will recall the woman who took oils to wash the Savior. Uh, Judas was furious that we were wasting this resource. This sum fulfilled the prophecy of Zechariah. Quote, if you think good, give me my price. So they weighed for my price 30 pieces of silver. Zechariah, Bible, Old Testament. Chapter 11, verse 12. According to the law of Moses, 30 shekels of silver would compensate an owner for the death of a slave. See Exodus chapter 21, verse 32. Thus, in addition to fulfilling prophecy, the betrayal price reflects the low regard Judas and the chief priests had for the Savior. This is important background for all of us to remember and reflect upon our regard for Jesus Christ, who atoned for our sins. Back to the evening. Judas will have left the evening supper before Jesus Christ institutes the sacrament with his disciples on this feast of the Passover, never forgetting how God led Israel from bondage and death. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland, an apostle, says, quote, do we see the sacrament as our Passover, remembrance of our safety and deliverance and redemption, unquote? After teaching the disciples the ordinance of the sacrament and its meaning, they depart for the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane was a garden of olive trees the Savior often visited. On this night, the Savior had come to Gethsemane to suffer for the sins of all mankind 
and work out the infinite atonement. I truly cannot fathom the sacrifice, the suffering of this night. I recall when I lived in Durango and associated with Dr. Ben Crew, who was the medical doctor who founded pain centers, teaching us about what modern medicine would tell us about bleeding from every pore. To bleed from every pore, every capillary in your system would have to burst. The pain from one is agony for mere mortals. For it to be everyone, we can't describe the suffering because it is incomprehensible to us. Back to Matthew chapter 26 and the Lord's instructions now to his 11 disciples. Sit ye here while I go and ponder. And sorry, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, that would be James and John the beloved, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then he say unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Elder Robert D. Hales, an apostle of Jesus Christ, explained, quote, It takes great faith and courage to pray to our Heavenly Father, not as I will, but as thou wilt. The faith to believe in the Lord, to pray and in the end state, but as thou wilt, not as I want, reflects the understanding that our omniscient Father in heaven sees and knows better than we ever can. Unquote. Remember, Judas had gone to betray him this night. He would have surely known of this place that Jesus visited often during his mortal ministry, and furthermore, Satan, who will attack the Savior this night with all his fury and legions of miserable spirits, has also successfully recruited Judas to his cause and can ensure Judas leads people to the proper place. The prophet and president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Russell M. Nelson, explained, quote, There in the garden, bearing the Hebrew name of Gethsemane, meaning oil press, olives had been beaten and pressed to provide oil and food. There at Gethsemane, the Lord suffered the pain of all men, that all might repent and come unto him. He took upon himself the weight of the sins of all mankind, bearing its massive load that caused him to bleed from every pore. Richard G. Scott, another apostle of Jesus Christ, stated, that in carrying out the atonement, the Savior faced great challenges. Quote, First, an enormous sense of responsibility, for he realized that except it be done perfectly, not one of his father's children could return to him. They would be forever banished from his presence, since there was no way to repent for broken laws, and no unclean thing can exist in the presence of God. His father's plan would have failed, and each spirit child would have been under the eternal control and torment of Satan. Second, 
in his absolutely pure mind and heart, he had to personally feel the consequences of all that mankind would ever encounter, even the most depraved, despicable sins. Third, he had to endure the vicious attack of Satan's hordes while physically and emotionally pressed to the limit. Then, for reasons we do not fully know, while at his extremity of his capacity, at the time the Savior most needed succor, his father allowed him to shoulder the onerous responsibility with only his own strength and capacity. Unquote. Tad R. McAllister comments, quote, With merciless fury, Satan's forces must have attacked the Savior on all fronts. The Savior pressed forward in bold assault until every prisoner was freed from the tenacious tentacles of the evil one. This was a rescue mission of infinite implications. Every muscle of the Savior, every virtue, every spiritual reservoir that could be called upon would be summoned in the struggle. No doubt there was an exhaustion of all energies, a straining of all faculties, an exercise of all powers. Only then, when seemingly all had been spent, would the forces of evil abandon their posts and retreat in horrible defeat. The great deliverer has rescued us, saved the day, saved eternity. But oh, what a battle, what wounds, what love, what cost. Reference the Infinite Atonement 2000. We only have a sliver of what transpired this night. Just a few sentences of the prayer our Savior would have uttered that night. The battle between the forces of good and evil in that garden and what it took to overcome every bit of sin. So not one, not one of us was lost. We are mortal. We do not have the capacity to comprehend what transpired this night. Even with the light of Christ and our own divinity capacity, we could not comprehend. What we can comprehend is that Jesus Christ loves us perfectly. That what is recorded, that even he who was perfect and did all things perfectly, prayed more earnestly to his Father. What we do know, he who descended below all things, also had an angel from on high sent to strengthen him. He who paid this incomprehensible price for you and me followed through on his promise. And because we believed him then, there is every reason to believe him now. In the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ, in the Book of Mosiah, we read from the pure words of the prophet King Benjamin. Quote, and lo, he shall suffer temptations and pain of body, hunger, thirst, and fatigue, even more than man can suffer, except it be unto death. For behold, blood cometh from every poor, so great shall be his anguish for the wickedness and abominations of his people. Reference Messiah chapter 3, verse 7. Today I invite, I invite you to join me in remembering Gethsemane, 
and in reflecting upon this price that some days I take for granted, suffering even more than man can suffer. It required a perfect divine son who would not fail. Today I invite you to join in prayer thanking the Father for his perfect son who atoned for the sins you and I commit, providing a path for repentance and offering his grace to us. I leave you with the words to a hymn that brings tears flooding my cheeks and my throat choked, so no words come out. I stand all amazed at the love Jesus offers me, confused at the grace that so fully he proffers me. I tremble to know that for me he was crucified, that for me a sinner he suffered, he bled and died. I marvel that he would descend from his throne divine to rescue a soul so rebellious and proud as mine, that he should extend his great love unto such as I, sufficient to own, to redeem, and to justify. I think of his hands pierced and bleeding to pay the debt. Such mercy, such love, such devotion, can I forget? No, no, I will praise and adore at the mercy seat until at the glorified throne I kneel at his feet. Oh, it is wonderful that he should care for me enough to die for me. Oh, it is wondrous, wondrous to me. Thank you, my Jesus, for loving me enough to save me. Until next time, God be with you. Thank you.